Today is the beautiful feast day that we celebrate the great outpouring of the Holy Spirit into the church. Unfortunately, as we know, there are many, many not so beautiful things and actually quite ugly things um, going on in the world right now. For example, the school shooting that happened last month, last week in Texas, the gunman killed 19 children and two teachers after he shot and wounded his own grandmother. The entire community is in deep mourning as the funerals of these children and the teachers started to take place last week. Um, and also, even more recently, there was the hospital shooting in Oklahoma. Also, the war in Ukraine has persisted for three months already with no end in sight, leaving millions of people homeless. There's no doubt that we are living in a very dark time in history. And there is no doubt that there is a force of evil that seeks to tear apart all that is good and all that is dear to us. So faced with this darkness and the rampant evil, we can easily become disillusioned and lose hope in the goodness of humanity. I think perhaps we should be. We should be somewhat pessimistic about humanity because as we have seen so evidently left on our own, we often end up hurting each other and very often quite deeply. So what is a Christian perspective to all these darkness? And what is the hope that our Lord Jesus Christ offers up, offers up, uh, sorry, offers us in the midst of these crises? The answer is in today's readings. Our readings tell us that the Holy Spirit is the one who can truly bring about a renewal of life and the renewal of our world. The reading uh, from St. Paul, the second reading tells us that all creation is groaning, even until now, awaiting to be set free from the slavery to corruption. And so we are also groaning within ourselves as we hope for the redemption of our bodies. And as prophet Ezekiel reveals to us, it is indeed the Holy Spirit who will bring in the breath of new life to dry bones. The Holy Spirit, as we just read, first makes the dry bones come together, and then the sinews grew and they were covered by the skin. And eventually, those corpses come back alive as a vast army. And the descent of the Holy Spirit is indeed, as the gospel tells us, promised by our Lord Jesus. And this promise was fulfilled on the first Pentecost when the Holy Spirit descended onto the nascent church. And the Holy Spirit since then has always been active in the, in, through the centuries in the history of the church, and the Holy Spirit is working even now. So in these two tragic events that I just mentioned, the Holy Spirit has truly motivated people to pour out their love and generosity to help each other and so, self, so selflessly. For example, in the Ukrainian humanitarian crisis, the Western Dominican province was able to raise about $1.3 million within a week to send over to Poland and Ukraine to help the refugees over there. 
And also, as you may remember, the diocese also had this fundraising campaign uh, through uh, the Catholic Relief Service um, and Caritas Internationales to help the Ukrainians over there and other agencies like the, um, the church uh, in need and also um, the, the help of church and the aid of church in need and the Catholic Near East Association, Welfare Association have also been raising funds to help those in need in Ukraine. And over in Texas, the Catholic Charity of San Antonio assembled a crisis response team consisted of three therapists, an attorney, and a case manager based in the local parish. And they were also counselors uh, with lay counselors, priests, deacons, sisters. They would go out to the victims' families uh, at their homes because they were too afraid to even leave home. Uh, the case manager would help the logistics of funerals and assist the family with their funeral expenses. And the Catholic Charity of San Antonio is still gathering funds uh, to help those in need for their tuitions and other expenses. They are also helping their family members from Mexico to come over to get their visas, to come over to be with their families mourning, and they are ready to do more. Archbishop Gustavo Garcia Stiller of San Antonio rushed to Ubalde on the same day to visit the families and those who were wounded. And that same evening, he celebrated a mass at the parish, the local parish, for all the victims and for the consolation of the families. He spent actually two full days there. In his tweet, he said, darkness is dense with the one more shooting in our country. But he said, that didn't stop there, he went further. He said, let us help one another to spark light and warmth. And we are inviting people just to pray that love will prevail, that the love of God through us will prevail. And that evening in the homily, the, the archbishop said, as the entire church commemorates and the awaiting of the comforter, the Holy Spirit, we all wish and pray to be the instrument through which he himself brings peace to the hearts of the victims and the other families of the victim. As we are all grieving, we also want to communicate our hope in the resurrection to those who mourn into the world. And the bishop um, across the border, the bishop of the Diocese of Piedras Negras, which is the neighboring diocese on the Mexican side, he also uh, went over uh, to show the support, his support to the families who are mourning. Since, uh, since many of those families originally came from Piedras Negras. And Pope Francis also offered his condolences saying, my heart is broken for the massacre at the elementary school in Texas. I am praying for the children and the adults killed and their families. And I think the shooting also awakes us even further uh, to the gun issue in the country. And many Catholic leaders have indeed spoken up in this issue. Pope Francis himself warns, it is time to say enough to the indiscriminate trafficking of weapons. Let us all commit ourselves that such tragedies can never happen again. And the U.S. Conference of Catholic Bishops likewise issued a statement saying that as we mourn for the loss of lives of these innocent children, each of us also needs to search our souls for ways that we can do more to understand this epidemic of evil and violence. 
and implore our elected officials to help us take action. And the Bishop Flores of Brownsville, Texas, said it even more bluntly, that we sacralize death's instruments, and then we are surprised that death uses them. Very, 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 very blunt, I have to say. And this call for action um, is echoed by many other bishops in the country. So what I just highlighted were just some of the responses to the crises by Catholic leaders and Catholic agencies, uh, in, which are often overlooked, but also I'm sure that there are other faith groups, faith communities, and also um, even non-faith communities and agencies that are really out, outpouring their generosity to help those in need in these crises. I want to emphasize that I am by no means minimizing the horror of these tragedies either. These are horrific indeed and should have never happened. But what we can really see is that when the evil one tries to separate and destroy, the Holy Spirit comes with more fervor to unite and rebuild with love so that we can emerge stronger. As St. Paul says so famously, when sin is abounded, grace abound all the more. And finally, the story of Pentecost tells us that the Holy Spirit is indeed all-powerful. And for us who have already received the gift of the Holy Spirit through baptism and confirmation, we are also empowered by the Holy Spirit if we only pray and ask for the Holy Spirit's guidance. As long as we trust in His guidance, we are also a part of the force for the good, and we can also be light of the world in the midst of darkness.